Narcissists trap you. There's an aspect that a narcissist, a sociopath, a psychopath, a toxic person has these aspects where they're literally going around and they're laying emotional traps for you. For you to walk up and think that it's a great idea, continue in that idea, and then all of a sudden realize before you even know it that you're farther down the road in an abusive relationship that you never thought was there and that you never signed up for. Is that you? Did that happen to you? Is that something you can identify with? What I want to talk to you today is several different stages and steps of the narcissist, psychopath, sociopath, toxic person, whatever, of the steps that they go through to be able to ensnare you and trap you. Because you might not understand it. You might not see it. You might not have known how it progresses on a day-to-day, on a basis of getting to know that person, connecting, love bombing, etc. And I want you to be able to kind of put some feet to the truth and be able to say, hey, I actually can acknowledge this. So as I'm as I'm going through some of this, if you start seeing like points that you're like, wow, that happened to me, or hey, I identify with that, leave a comment down below and let people know. Because there's a lot of people that don't understand and haven't seen this in multiple aspects. They're in one relationship and they don't realize that their relationship is actually extremely similar to 20 other relationships in their community. So leave a note and let some people know. All right, so I want to talk about this. The narcissist set a trap. They set a trap for you. And the first idea of setting a trap is the idealization phase. That's where you have like the love bombing, the the heavy, heavy hitting, like really high hitting love aspect. So an expert excerpt out of this book, Psychopath 3, and talking about this, here's what it says. Their love bombing ultimately results in a very quick bond. One where you fall fast and give all of your love that you're receiving. In your mind, the individual truly becomes the most passionate, perfect soulmate you could ever imagine. You feel and express this love on a daily basis. Did you experience this at the very beginning of the relationship? It's high octane. It's amazing sex. It's all this stuff that comes together and you're just like, wow, so in love, so similar. We're great together. We communicate. We connect. All these type of things. It's like super, super high. And then what starts to happen is you share that because you're excited. Like you want to be able to tell other people, be like, hey, this is the best relationship I've ever had. It's amazing. So you share your excitement about this relationship to all your friends and families. So the book says, oftentimes they already have a front row seat for this constant flattery. Sites like Facebook ensure that the mutual idealization is visible to the world. It feels good to have your ego stroke ignited and all this public praise. So whether it's on social media, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, whether it's on social media or whether it's in front of your family, your friends, the idea that that love bombing, the flattery is there and you want to be able to not just feel it and see it, but you're also telling other people like, hey, this is so amazing. But then what happens? After the love bombing phase, you start to see that person, the emotional abusive person start to back off. They start to pull away. Here's what the book says. At first, it's subtle. You can't quite put your finger on it, but something feels different. They don't text or call quite as often. They seem less interested. You start to feel like a chore. And they've always and they've always and they're always late to see you. However, due to what is described in the paragraphs one and two above, you are determined to continue the idealization. You want to get back to that. That's the thought. The book says you ignore the worsting behavior and actually idealize them further, hoping to restore your dream. You don't want to 
you don't want to be like their crazy ex. You want to be easygoing and forgiving. So the idea of the idealization phase slows down, stops, the narcissist steps back, and you're like, no, like I, I want to work harder for this. I, I'm seeing red flags, but I remember how it was. Then the people are always trying to get back to how it was. So they try to get back to the idealization phase, and it's literally like trying to climb up this intense mountain, and all it is is the narcissist standing at the top, holding the rope, and being like, ha, yep, keep climbing, because I want to see you work for it. That's literally what they're doing. So then it continues to go. You continue to tell people. You tell your family. You tell your friends because you're still in that idealization phase. You're still in the idea of like, I know how it is. I know how it was. I want to believe that that's how it is. So we're going to get back to it. It's just communication. It's just something I'm doing wrong, whatever it is. But you still continue to tell other people how amazing your partner is. The book says here, even though the relationship is getting progressively worse, you're sure that enough love and positive energy will fix everything. At this point, the psychopath can do whatever they desire and you will continually to speak highly of them. It's like the idea that no matter what's happening, if I just love them more, if I just, maybe if I just get them to understand, this is a big one. If I just get them to understand, if I get them to understand the pain that they're putting me through, if I get them to understand my perspective, if I get them to see what I would see, the thing is, a lot of times people will think like, hey, if I can get them to acknowledge or to see something, seeing, acknowledging, and understanding doesn't mean care. You can see something happen, but it doesn't mean that you're going to care about it. Now, with a lot of people, they see something traumatic, or they see someone get hurt, or they see an animal get injured, and they care. For a narcissist, sociopath, psychopath, toxic person, there's the idea of sometimes cognitively understanding, seeing experiencing something, but it isn't always followed with care. Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So as a result, when you're there in the relationship being like, I'm striving, trying to figure out how can I make them love me? How can I work on this? How can I convince them? How can I do all this stuff? Be like, it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, if you get to the place where they understand, it still doesn't change the fact that they don't care. That's a whole nother ballgame. So anyways, you continue to tell, your pe- tell people, your fan club, your friends, your family, how amazing it is. And the abuse gets much worse. Triangulation begins. You're punished through silence and criticism. You're called crazy and hypersensitive. And eventually, you're abandoned. Throughout all of this, you continue your desperate attempts to save the relationship. You find yourself crying, pleading, and denying reality. This person has become your entire life, and you have no one to reach out to for help because they all believe your relationship to be perfect. How many of you guys had that? Where a lot of people around didn't understand, didn't believe because what they saw, what they experienced, what they heard from you even at the very beginning was the relationship's perfect. It's like, what's the problem? 
Oftentimes, a lot of people think that it's perfect because you've been put into isolation mode where the narcissist has isolated you and kept you from all of these other people. So as a result, you don't have friends, you don't have family, you don't have someone you can run to and be like, hey, I feel like I'm going crazy. No, they keep you stuck. That way they can control your reality. Last two. It says, after the abandonment, you begin to put the puzzle pieces together. You discover psychopathy through Google search or narcissism, and you start to think, oh my God, this is uncanny. The more you learn, the angrier you get. Everything falls into place, and you are validated beyond belief, and your truth has changed forever. Because as a person gets out of the relationship, and they're able to acknowledge the facts about the situation. That's what I talk about a lot when I'm doing one-on-ones, when I'm working people through the trauma bonds. We have to get down below the feelings, down to the facts. What is the truth of the situation? And we need to learn that and apply that in our lives. And so as people start to get out of these relationships, they, they Google narcissistic relationships or like, why doesn't my partner love me? Like, what is going on with all these different aspects? And they start to realize like, whoa, I connect with this video. I connect with this person. I connect with what they're saying. And they start to realize like everything that happened in the relationship. And that's really tough. And that's really hard for them to be able to see that. But they end up getting a lot of validation sometimes of like, wow, I wasn't crazy. Like this actually happened for that reason. And I had no clue. All right, very last one. This is the trap. This is the final bit of the trap. No one believes you. After all of your enthusiasm about the relationship, it doesn't make sense. How could you have been the victim of abuse? You were happy. You were elated. Your partner was amazing and treated you so well. You said it yourself. If things were really so bad, why were you always praising them? Instead of being a victim, you sound crazy, bitter, and unable to handle rejection. That's the process, the trap, the emotional process and trap of a person that comes into your life, puts this out there so that you fall prey to it. So you're continuing to try to strive to be the best version of yourself for that person. You're trying to get back to that stage where they were love bombing you and idealizing you and everything like that. And you're like, if I only do this, it'll get better. If I only do this, it'll get better. If I change myself, if I work on my tone, if I change my attitude, if I focus on this, if I dress different, if I wear, wear something different, like whatever it might be, you try to get back to that stage. All the while that the abuse gets worse and worse and worse. And you're left there standing with a lot of people being like, what are you talking about? Like, you all seem great together. Well, a lot of times, especially in the narcissist case, they made sure that you didn't say anything to someone else from that isolation or from just the idea of like, we have to look a certain way. We have to appear a certain way. We have to be a certain way. Like, don't you dare do this. Like, of course, we're going to do this. Like, you have to act this way. Then you fall trap to someone who's trapped you in an emotional abusive cycle that makes you feel crazy that makes other people doubt you when you're not crazy at all, but you've been trapped through that emotional abuse. If you think you're going through that, if that's something that pops up and you're like, wow, I relate to that so much, I'd love to talk to you more on a one-on-one. Click on the link down below to be able to schedule a time. I'd love to be able to talk to you. If you're unsure, keep listening, keep watching videos, keep researching. Keep getting to the place of like listing of like what is going on in this relationship. You can listen on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Obviously, I have longer videos to be able to get small nuggets of truth and ideas of what's going on in this relationship. Am I crazy? What's happening? 
If you haven't already, check out the podcast. Got it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Music. We'd love to be able to have you guys interact there. Leave a couple of reviews. Share some episodes. Like Let people know what this is because there's not a whole lot of awareness about narcissism. People need to understand more so they can avoid falling into this type of an emotional trap. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule a one-on-one so I can talk to you, try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.